When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes. Hello. It is the Red Men Podcast. I'm Paul Machen. Steve Hall, Chris Pajak in the studio, all happy, all smiling. No one's smiling quite as vociferously as Chris is on the thumbnail. I've said before. Because no one can, no one could. There isn't a joke or anything alive that could make anyone look like that happy. Like, I, it's just nothing. In fact, I, we'll run a competition if you're in the comments or you can tweet us this. Have a look at the thumbnail on YouTube for the podcast and work out what someone would have to see we come up with the suggestion ourselves, but I want to know what people at home, what you what what would someone have to see in order to make them do the face that Chris does? If someone comes there? up with the answer that I gave, we're giving a free subscription to Redman Plus out. Sounds good. Yeah. A one year subscription to Redman Plus. Yeah, if you can manage to guess what, what Chris said it was that made him do that face. <laughs> I want the exact terminology as well. <laughs> yeah, okay, sad. Um, I think we might be pretty safe there. Um, but sad, yeah. By well, that there means. are some sick people in this world. I'll tell you what, it will do, I'll tell you what, we'll read some of the, if we remember, I'm not here next week, but if you read some of the best ones out on the podcast next week of the best suggestions. Let's just do it this week so we don't forget. <laughs> Let's try and remember to do it at the end of the show. If, if yeah. From the live chat, I think that's probably the better way. Yeah, we, I will forget. Yes, yeah, there's not a chance. Okay. Um, kickoff question: We're going to be talking about Mo Salah renewed his contract. Of course, uh, we're also going to have a good old laugh at Manchester United. Um, I love these podcasts. The great time, they're really good. <laughs> Maybe that's what made Chris do the face. Yeah, yeah. You just saw Man United's transfer business. Cristiano Ronaldo telling them he wants to leave. Um, they just have to double Brentford's offer on wages for uh, Ericsson as well. Yep. This show, they're just... Oh, no, we can't, don't do it now, don't do it now. We'll save it. We'll save it. They're just so stupid. They're so thick and so badly run, and I'm so... It makes me so happy. Um, Anyway, kick-off question comes from quite bad from our Club Legend Discord chat, and this might be... Work. The ultimate Sophie's choice of 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 kickoff questions, arguably the hardest and most difficult. There is no correct answer here to this question. Given their current position slash status, would you rather try to save A, Everton Football Club, B, Manchester United Football Club, or C, the Conservative Party? And how would you go about it? Jesus. Um, There's one answer that it can't possibly be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... The Tories. The Tories. I think I... Are you going to play devil's advocate so that we don't get like don't bring politics into football? Shout on the, uh, no, in the comments. Absolutely not. Um, 
maybe say uh, have a have a have a good Labour candidate so that we could get them out. Maybe would be the, like put them out there, mercy. We haven't yeah. got that, so we're fucked. Um, politics has is, is gone to the shit, hasn't it? I probably would say Everton. Just because at least there's a couple of people who I who I am fond of who might get some happiness out of it. Because I don't really know any Man United fans in my life really like who I'm close to. I mean, fuck the fuck. And certainly not that <laughs> yeah. I would be like, I would feel worse for seeing them sadder. Yeah, <laughs> but I've got family members who support Everton and it, it would be nice in the city. But I say save, I don't want them to be good. I want them to be just fine. Like, a tenth in the league all the time, not battling relegation. That is saving Everton. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. That's getting them back to what they normally are. Yeah, that's true. Putting them back to their former glories of 20 years. But, but yeah, and how would you do it? For, like, put a rule in place. Stop becoming the Manchester United graveyard. Like, Everton is the place where Man United rejects go to die. And, and, and become captain. And, and become captain of the club. Man United's the crap. So if you're taking their rejects, you must be awful. Yeah, like, yeah. don't sign Jesse Lingard. Just don't do it. Find somebody else. Like, stop, like, doing this. That's it's a one bit reason. like on Champ Man, where you go through the free transfers list and you look for names that you recognise. And more often than not, what do you do? You click on a lot of exotic-sounding footballers. Oh, we sorry, we're talking about Everton or Man United here. This is Everton. Because Man United is... is in the same, you yeah, know, that's, that's, how they transfer, <laughs> that's how transfer policy. <laughs> But Everton's is like, Ooh, Ronaldo. He plays for Ericsson. Manchester United. He plays for the Manchester United. Well, that's that's a mark of something, right? <laughs> like a stamp of approval. Like it's not though, is it? It's, it's garbage. Um, yeah, I, I mean, does the fact that you 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 brought the sports Everton impact your decision to save Everton Football Club? No, I, there's there's two things that impact my decision to save Everton Football Club in this particular question. I don't think I've got a cat in hell's chance of doing it. Okay. Would you rather try to save? Yeah. Terminology, yeah. wording. I could try, but they're a lost cause. So it's okay. I would get more enjoyment out of watching Manchester United try and save themselves and fail. Or and I would get more enjoyment out of watching the Conservatives try and save themselves and fail. Is there a point? I would get here? a lot of enjoyment out of trying to save Everton and failing. Well, this is this. I think this is interesting. <laughs> As ever, the, the, the devil's in the details with Chris Page. Jack's answers to podcast questions. Um, but I like the idea of I am totally ill-equipped to do any of these. Yeah, no, exactly. So actually, in trying to save any of these, I could probably bring them down. I know. just by my own ineptitude. How good would that be? And how annoyed would my brother be with me for the reason? <laughs> I mean, it's just perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get loads of Liverpool, ex-Liverpool trials. Why have you sold least. Bramley Moore? Why are you trying to make us play on the moon, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Flaps, innit? Yeah, <laughs> think about those galactic cruisers. You could get up there, like, you're entire tired dealing with that. United, yeah. the issue with, if, to go back to it, like, the only way you could save Man United is to buy them off the idiots who own them, and I'm, I wouldn't be prepared to do that. I, yeah. So, I don't think, I actually think of all of those three, Everton would be the easiest to fix. Yeah. Relatively speaking, because the standards are relatively low. It's not like like the Tories, people die because they're crap. And Man United are just they're so far gone. Everton isn't that you're not miles away to get to get a decent manager and just stop buying half crap players. Isn't, I, I don't think it'll be that difficult. I want Everton to be better. I've said this all along, and it make it's not this is not I don't want to say this is unpopular opinion or whatever, because you know, vomit in your mouth. Um but I don't mind them in the same way. And I'm sure if there's areas of the city where I, if, I, if I lived in, I'm sure it would bother me more. But generally speaking, it doesn't because they're so browbeaten that it doesn't really make a big deal. But I haven't read um, Tony Evans' book, Two Tribes, and it talks about like Liverpool, Everton, at their, Everton's peak 
80s peak alongside us and the battle and what that was like and obviously the the, the death of the idea of like a, a united Merseyside and all that kind of stuff and I don't want us to all be best mates you know what I mean I don't want us to all go you know hand in hand skipping down the road to the matches and all that I like a little bit of venom in it but I would I would rather them be and, and for the good of the city because like it's like the high, the post Heisel thing whether it's right or not that it's Liverpool's fault that Everton's greatest ever team never got to reach the peaks that it should have done, etc., etc., is kind of irrelevant. Loads of their fans believe it. I want them to get back to a level where they can put that to bed, where they can put to rest all those demons that have like, like, like where it's Liverpool's fault that we're fault. They can just, they just need to get back to enjoying football. Look at them last season; they actually got over all their copyright behaviour issues and all their issues with us, and actually started supporting and loving the football team again. If they could actually have a little get, I, I want to see them get back. I don't quite know what you do with it, but I mean, for a start, probably put some sort of plan in place. Now, I don't need to define the plan. Starting with a plan, just a plan, a coherent top-to-bottom plan. This is who Everton Football Club are. Try and find a manager who plays a style of football that they like and that they enjoy and then buy players that fit that style of football and then go from there. It's probably not a bad place to start, but I've got no... I don't I don't have a deep-seated hatred to Everton that I do for Man United, and certainly in a jokey way with Man United because it's football, ultimately. But I obviously, I loathe the Conservative Party. And I mean, it's, why do they need saving? They're in power. They can get away with fucking literal murder. Um, Depends what you mean by save, because they're sad. Well, I'm sure there's a lot... But I'm sure there's a lot of moderate Conservatives... Who are you know, and there are who aren't knobheads, who aren't ex- the extreme ends of things, who probably feel like they've lost their lost their party the same way that we would feel about the Labour Party because yeah. that's fucked as well. Um, anyway, that might be a better he- question. He- Sorry, heavy as fuck. Thanks, God, but friendly kickoff question. You know what? On the Conservative Party, I've been saying this for a couple of years now. The greatest trick they ever pulled was convincing people on twenty-five grand that they're middle class. Yeah. To be honest with you, and they, it's their party. It's not. It's a one percent party, yeah. and that's what it's about. I like our Kumar's response. He says, "That's like asking who you want to screw your wife, your brother, your father, or your son." Like, there's, like, there's, there's, no, there's no right answer, really. Yeah, uh, of that though, Chris, who would you know? <laughs> that might have been a better kick off question. Like, <laughs> who broke one of the European Cups when did that happen? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that ever answered my question? No idea. No one's no one's owning up to it. For those who were listening, we've got mini European Cups and the handles have fell off one. That feels like a bad omen, really. Yeah. That feels like we should fix that. Yeah. Yeah. Not happy with that. Um, Maybe we should buy two to replace it and hope. <laughs> Keep one of the, Yeah. I'm not sure about that. It doesn't open either. <laughs> uh, right. We've been nominated uh, as Best Fan YouTube Channel 2022 in the World Soccer Talk Awards. I'm, 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 really, I'm going to read verbatim from Ross's tweet, which I think he will have had passed on to him as a message from Charlie because he told me about this award last night. And he said... I've been told in no uncertain terms, not only I will be sacked, I will in fact be dead if we don't win. Uh, so if you could go ahead and vote and share, I'd kind of appreciate it. That comes from Ross. He probably should put his name to that, really, shouldn't he? But uh, yeah, worldsoccertalk.com. We'll put the tweet, we'll put the link in the descriptions and all that kind of stuff underneath. Go and vote for us. It's, yeah, it's been a while since we like done this. Won an award. Yeah, well, even <laughs> bothered to try and win one. Yeah, 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 okay. we, yeah. yeah that, that Ross doesn't feel that way. I feel like he's... I have this conversation with him one, at least twice a year over the Northwest Football Awards. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, football, them. whatever they. I didn't work awards. here then, so I don't care. Yeah, I think um, it was barely. No, I think it was barely here. Yeah, I, I, you I, were you were working because all your old bosses come and sat next to me and told me what a wonderful man you are. Um, yeah, what did you pay them? 
not as much as they paid me in hard work <laughs> paid them in hard work didn't you? Yeah. Uh, but yeah we're at World Soccer Talk we're running awards we'd like to win uh, it's in America do you think we get to go to America if we win uh, sure why not we'll do it you know what if we win let's do it I don't know I don't know I've not really looked into it I just like winning awards to be honest and it's been a while so let's win another that award that felt very much like a promise that you're not going to deliver on if we do win I, I, is that, I've, delivered, I've delivered on mad things. Would you? Yeah, okay, it might be you get to go to America. <laughs> well, well, if we can tie it in, Chris, we're already going to Vegas, so it's uh, it's true. And we're going to Germany as well, Steve. You are, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, right. Um, I'm like the lad who to say that Steve Yarn and Ward's the plans while we go gallivanting round. Yeah, sorry, just well, with more details on this to follow. It's not been organised, but we were asked to, by the, the Berlin Reds um, to do a, a live show over in, um, I think it's Berlin, right? Um, which makes sense for the name. Um, no, yeah, Steve, the Berlin Reds. What are you going to fucking do? Berlin, 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 but Steve was the one having a conversation with Andrew about Yeah, and the answer. So, yeah, great thing. We'd like it over. And we would like you over. Can you make sure it's Paul and Chris? I mean, you're allowed to but it needs to be Paul and Chris <laughs> nobody's coming to see you you bald idiot is why yeah. I'm paraphrased it like we want Paul and Chris but if you want to come it's fine yeah. I was very much the afterthought yeah. right so we're going to talk to Salah in a second but before we do as well one more piece of business before we crack in um, it's time to draw this month's Club Legend prize Chris would you care to model the prize we're that a few days later we're five yeah, days well, because the, well, the podcast was pre oh, wow. the end of the month last month wasn't it Jesus um, again uh, YouTube viewers will be able to get this a little bit clearer but yeah, we are giving away right now this Liverpool goalkeeper shirt from last season signed by the entire goalkeeper squad. Alisson, Tafarel, um, John Achterberg, Cleveland Kelleher, et al. Let's move all the breakable, spillable things away from uh, from Chris there. Um, right, and it's time to do that draw right now. If you're a Club Legend subscriber of a Redman Plus, your name uh, today is in the hat for this. Let's... Uh, you are? Oh, no. The laptop's gone. It's not. It's right in front of me. Hey, oh, humour. Um, was it ever there, Joe? Oh, no. We have to take our way. Well, yeah, we'll be back. Should we be back? Give us a shout. Hey, hey it's back. Right, let's start to click the wheel. Let's have a drum roll, please. I genuinely had to read that before I said it out loud. Uh, Croc17 is the winner of that sign. Liverpool goalkeeper squad, you, the unique prize that that is. Congratulations. Uh, Ross will be in touch to get that sorted for you. Um, before we move on, here is next month's prize. Again. Well, well done, Chris. Oh, 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 he's got a set. You could be a, a sign flipper, I think. <laughs> You know, like in America on the street court, yeah. I reckon you'd be an expert side I'd like flipper. to wear one, to be honest, like the A-board. Yeah, okay, we can do <laughs> that. We can work that too. That's our new, uh, that's, that's one of our new marketing campaigns. Chris, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm And a banana on my head, there's no reason. Yeah, uh, just spin it ever so slightly, would you, Chris? I'll rotate it to the lights off it. Um, yes, it is a signed uh, retro Liverpool 2001 UEFA Cup final Dortmund shirt. The red one, signed by Emil Heskey and by Jamie Carragher as well. Uh, so if you want to be in with a chance of winning that incredible prize, get that on your wall in your Marrow Woman Cave. <laughs> you all right there, mate? No, my arms are But all you've got to do is go to redmenplus.com, join our Liverpool streaming service um, at Club Legends here, and you're entered into that prize draw. Did you say Woman one. Cave? Yeah. <laughs> 
That makes me think I like vaginas. Oh, right, Sal. So okay, that do. Brilliant. I'm never going to ever hear that. <laughs> Maybe that's what Chris was looking at. We were, we were, looking, we were looking at bathrooms. And we're, like, we're redoing our bathroom and stuff the other day. We did that. We were looking at these like wall panels and stuff like that. And there was a white one with this black sort of shape around it. And I'm looking at it with my wife and all I'm thinking is Giant Valley. <laughs> and she goes, that's a vagina, isn't it? I was like, yes! Yes, it is! Did you buy it? No. I did. It's just, it's in, it's in the shed. I just nip out there when the kids are gone to bed and just sit there and look at it. Um, right, sad. Yes, um, yeah, get involved. Uh, Red Men Plus, you know, it's the extra shows that we do here. More podcasts. In fact, after this podcast, we're going to be doing the draft again. And um, what's the topic this week? Players sign from other Premier League clubs. It's tough. Yeah. Tough, you know. So anyone who signed since 1992 from a fellow Premier League side, it's not easy. Yeah, we've got the list of names is not. It makes me think Liverpool should never sign players pretty much from the Premier League. The amount of misses of the 22, there's going to be like five or six. Where you think how are they even? In, in the, consideration yeah. brilliant look forward to that I'll be streaming it's going to be good this one it's going to be really good this one's hard it's going to be streaming later this week on Redman Plus so get involved with that right left up down centre I went <sighs> I did that I did the ABZ I went to Charlie the day and she had no idea what I was doing I was like we've been together for 15 years and how have I not explained that we just someone's got to win everything <laughs> at all times because that's me and Chris's childhood where somebody had to be the winner in every given situation so if you say A BZ I win Rather than go A, B, C, D, E, F, it was just get a Z and you win. <laughs> Fucking losers, are we? Um, Salah. So he went right and I went left, up, down, centre. I went. Steve was getting blowies in fucking in, in parks while we were inventing ways to like <laughs> win. Win. <laughs> was I? Yeah. Cocky Park was in the bushes. No, I didn't live in Croxlough. Okay, let's, um, let's, let's swiftly move on. <laughs> <laughs> this is, are you sure? Because oh, yeah, it's all yeah, this off camera the other day. Be, clearly wants the podcast to move on. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
Speaking of winners, uh, Mohamed 15-year-old Steve was a winner. <laughs> <laughs> signed a new deal that will keep him at the club until 2025. Or more more realistically, in two years' time, we're going to be right back here again stressing about his contract situation. Um, but we don't have to worry about that for another couple of years. Um, Chris, I've not spoken to you about this yet. It's... it's it's a very un-FSG like move, or rather, should I say, it's a very un-FSG as we understand them kind of move because we've only ever seen them get rid of lads on the top wages. We've never seen us own the best players in the world that you need to all of a sudden stretch your wage structure and you need to fight off interest and successfully fight off interest from clubs who could pay them, pay them more money. Yeah, but he's literally one of the best players in the world. So I think you do change change exactly what you want, don't you? I think the other thing is you want the best years. And I think what this tells me is that Liverpool don't believe that Salah's best years are behind him yet. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important part of it. Liverpool believe that there's still value to be had in a couple of years from Mo Salah. And that the best thing for the team and the finances of the club is capitalise on both. Yeah. Have your cake and eat it type of thing. And that's get the best years of Mo Salah. And probably maybe look to sell in a couple of years' time where you can sell them for 100 plus million and then you reinvest that into your side if that is what they decide to also, do. Also, you say like on FSG, but FSG have evolved with the times anyway. So they broke the world record for the defender. They bought a big, the most expensive goalie in the world. Think you change. Like you guys run a business, you know how you act now is different than how you acted 12 years ago when you first started this. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as a business, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, not, yeah, again, not as back, people. Back to the previous conversation, you're still losers. Yeah. But, you, but, you, but, you, but, you, but you, you run the business differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We literally hired two members of staff the other day. Like, that was unthinkable 12 years yeah. ago for you two, wasn't it? Yeah. The kind of thing. So FSG have evolved. They've walked into a bit of a shit show, fixed it. But when you fix something, you can either stay the same or you can continue to grow. And they've grown and grown. And they've, they've hired the best manager in the world. they put everything in place. New training ground, new stands, blah, blah, blah. It's very much like Red Men, isn't it? It's very similar. You, who's the best manager? Is that me? Get in. And then, blowjobs and compliments. What are you after? Blowjobs and compliments. <laughs> <laughs> I can deliver on at least one of those. It's like, it's like basically buying a, 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 you're getting two tickets to a concert and you buy them a ticket and they buy you a ticket there, isn't it? Like, you I mean, yeah, we're both going together. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. Let's go. Um, anyway, back to me. Back to not second. That's the, that's the best Carry on. I've, I've, I've honed my technique by then. Right, let's carry on. Um, yeah, so they, they've, they, it is an FSG move, but like Liverpool have been this good and they've never had the best player in the world. So we, we don't know like this this is an FSG move because it's not. It's the first time they've had the best player on the planet who needs the new contract. They'll be back in this situation when Virgil's contract is due and they might be back again uh, with all... You know, they've got tons of these... Of, Trent Alexander-Arnold will need a new contract at some point and he's going to be the best right-back on the planet. And Alisson might need a new contract at some point and he's the best goalie in the world. So this is the start of it. What they have done, they've set a benchmark now where everyone knows that Liverpool are willing to pay £350,000 a week to somebody. Mm-hmm. So now they've got to deal with that. That's, that is the new benchmark now. Everyone's going to want closer. When Virgil wants more money, he might want to touch that number. Trent might want that number. Alisson might want a new sign. And Jude Bellingham, might, if they sign him, might want something similar. So Liverpool, they've made the role for their own back and they'll be, they'll be very much aware of it. And like Chris has said, that's how much faith they've got in Mohamed Salah. They're willing to just, I don't know, Almost double the wage you watch someone's on. He's on like probably like at least a hundred thousand pound more, maybe than, than what like our best players are all on at the moment. So they must think he's worth it. And the underlying numbers, the just eye test shows you if you're going to spend it and you're going to you're going to if you're going to break the mold, break it for someone who's. They're also not going to be doing this stupidly. 
this is not like, and we'll come on to it because it's, it's fascinating, the, the, the dichotomy between what we're talking about with Liverpool and what we'll come on to talk about with Manchester United <clears> is stark. Is he still on less than their goalie? Yeah. Okay. Or at least the same. He's probably on about the same as what, what the way is he even... I, I thought it was 380 for the hair. Yeah, you might but, be right. You know, but either way, he's, he's in the ballpark figure. And he's not even Spain's goalie. David De Gea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's the best player in the world and he's not even the best... He, there's a chance he wasn't even the best goalie at Man United, you know, a, a year a year ago. Um, what the, we know we're doing is that it's it, we talked about this before. People they sorted that themselves though, didn't they? United they got rid of the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what what are Liverpool doing? Spending big money because that's always like, well, where's your moral high ground? It's like, well, again, no one's saying that Liverpool. No one's ever tried to in, truly intimate, and you can read between the lines and get whatever you want. Suit it, fit it to suit what you want. Liverpool never claimed to be paupers, but Liverpool have organically grown themselves to the point where they can afford to spend it though, and they won't be doing this if they can't afford it. This is not a Hail Mary. This is not like we and Liverpool have done that in the past where it's like, oh shit, we've yeah. got to throw money at this problem, otherwise we're fucked. There would have been a point at which Liverpool let Salah go. Yeah. And if they couldn't have got it down to within it, something they were comfortable with, they'd have let him go. And that, for better or for worse, but the, the, there was a threshold and they've managed to either, they've managed to raise the threshold a bit and they've managed to bring Salah down enough where Liverpool, because again, they just cause they just wouldn't have signed it off. No. Because that's not how they operate. No. And, then, and do you know what? This this whole thing comes back to and the Jude Bellingham stuff and, and the Nunes and everything comes back to, for me, for Klopp signing for extra mm-hmm. years. That I don't think happens without Klopp signing for extra years. I don't think, you know, Jude Bellingham thinks about it, if that's what is being rumoured at the moment. Salah probably doesn't agree to less money than he perhaps could have got on the open market. I say perhaps, definitely could have got on the open market. So this is all joined up thinking. This is the thing that I laugh at Manchester United and Everton about because they don't have it. Liverpool have got a plan in place. You're absolutely right. They've done the finances, of course. They've done the finances. They're prudent. Prudent doesn't mean stingy or skint. Prudent means you're good with your money and you work it out at exactly what you're going to get. They've come through the COVID times. They realised that they managed it pretty well throughout that. And they, they now know where their money is going to be for the next couple of years and stuff like that. And they're willing to spend that money. There's nothing wrong with that. They've yeah. earned the Right to spend that money. Yeah, I also think well, there's, a, there's a flip side of we mentioned they wouldn't sign for Jürgen. There's a chance Jürgen couldn't be asked with another rebuild. If he, if he when he sat down with the owners, there must have been a conversation. Listen, can, is there any chance like you know Mo Salah's going to stay, isn't he? Like you know, like oh you know I'm, I'm going to be able to invest in my squad. Well, and they'll have said to him, look, you need yeah, to we'll do, what we, we'll do yeah. what we can. Yeah, exactly. We, but you know, we, we can't have them all. You can't have them all. But the flip side is, I'm not, we're not expecting to just. Sign most out of 200 grand a week or players of because if we do, like, Jürgen will have had to, you know, agree to stuff. I'm guessing because I, I can't imagine him now at this stage of his career could be asked rebuilding again. He's doing it, he is, he's doing the evolution kind of thing, yeah. but he's doing it, he's not, it, is, it isn't blowing up to start again. Where if you say nobody is ever earning 250,000 pounds a week, Steve, Chris is, is googling something. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, 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 you made that inconspicuous. <laughs> <laughs> I am an aggressive type So, go back to my point. It, I learned on a typewriter, okay? I'm old enough to remember our family typewriter. Sounds, get over it. If you, if, if, if FSG had said to Jürgen, you're not, we're, not, we're not willing to pay anyone 250,000, more than £250,000 a week, he probably thinks, you know what, not for me, because I'm never going to be able to compete with Manchester City. So there's probably been compromises made, and that's the thing, is that 
I, I don't think any. I don't think Jurgen ever really wanted to be have to spend eighty million pound on a seventy five million pound on a goalie and a and a midfield striker. The difference between us and Tottenham. And the difference between us and Tottenham is that we will we grow the we grow the finances and grow the budget with it. Yeah. And Tottenham don't. Tottenham and and they'll, they'll have to do and they're doing a little bit of that now because they've got Conte. They finally got a manager who's like, hey, this is how this is how you win. Hey, yeah. Hey. Um. And 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 so they might have to adapt that. But that's the thing about it is that and this is why Dortmund will never topple Bayern Munich because they've they're fixed in the hierarchy. Liverpool are managing to find a way to still compete, and there will probably come a limit at some point. You know, there'll come a point where. There's just the money that you can legitimately, without without having to fudge the numbers in a really, really bad way, which obviously some football clubs do, and I don't think Liverpool do anywhere near to that level. They may do something. They've got they'll have clever accountants, of course they will, because all big businesses do. Yeah, yeah. But there's no way that they're you know they're not to those levels. There will be there will come a limit to it all. We're not there today. And as the revenue streams continue to grow, then it's easy. The point will be every business will hit a point where the, the revenues can't, you can't really get much more. There's only so much money you can make. Yeah. But they're pulling miles away from that. Yeah. Like so, there's there's plenty of room for them. To, like they're amazing at the commercial stuff, and they're amazing. They're, they're, they're brilliant at everything. Yeah. They are really really good. This is not Leeds United. Yeah, there's, there's the a, yeah. They spend them. They spend the money they earn, and then they'll grow the business. And then having Mo Salah helps you grow more money that pays for Mo Salah. Yeah. Have, there's a value to having... Well, we said this the on the Summer Transfer player. Show yesterday, which we did a good old in-depth dive onto all the transfer stuff, including Salah. But the point I made on that is, why is Salah there with his shirt? Because that Salah 11 shirt is worth so much money to Liverpool now because of the night deal. He doesn't need to be there. He just needs to be in a training shirt and sign the, the contract like everyone else. Always got the front of the shirt. But the fact that it's all Salah's wearing the shirt, Salah with the 11 holding it up and all that, because if you love Mo Salah now, there you go. There's a big a big old reminder. Yeah, the iconic yeah, Salah the new kids. shirt. Yeah, there's yeah, there been a lot of people... Hang and fire to see what happened this summer. Like, yeah, waiting for Avielitsi number in there. Right, well, more so like make sure most Al's not getting sold. Yeah, no, he was joking. No, but in terms of like as well, not like I was thinking. Just something. to clarify, everyone, that was a, a hilarious joke from Chris. I Petty thought Jack. so too. That, that, was really good. that was what I would have done. I if I'd have got it, I'd have done the face off the thumbnail. Maybe it was that joke that you that told. Yeah, I, I think there's also a, a conversation to be had around like FSC and learning that they. they but they've learned from the successful in other in other sports, but football's mad. Football's nuts. And I don't think when they walked in, they might have had the grand plan of you know what? We have a two hundred thousand pound a week wage limit and we never ever break it. And then they see what other teams are doing and they've gone, ah shit. Well we're not gonna win. You can't we're not gonna moneyball this to an extent where we can we can topple Manchester City without having to put our hands in our pockets. Yeah. So But FSG, this is the thing, what I think people's understanding of Liverpool's ownership structure is just <clears throat> weird and I don't think I don't think people care to delve into it into it enough. And you can you can't we shouldn't have to we shouldn't have to care. And ultimately while they're pulling good on the pitch it doesn't matter. It doesn't give a f because a fuck who owns us. And that's why Man United never managed to turn turn their owners out is because they'll just distract them with signings and all that kind of stuff. Like but they They've got to get in gold scarves all quick Simon Ronaldo. But they they FSG have got a portfolio and the value for them is they don't take money out of Liverpool in the way that like the Glazers take money out of Liverpool. It's not like their thing and, they, and that's going to line their pockets, that's going to pay for their holidays in the year to come. 
their value comes in having Liverpool be as valuable as possible because the, it raises the total value of their portfolio and that allows them to bring in more investment. And that's that's where the value is is in is in Fenway Sports Group. It is in what is it Redbird or whatever. It's that it's that bigger thing, and that's why they add franchises and that's why you know they did that and we couldn't really see that at the time because of course individual fan bases are so focused on the success of their football club. So it was like Red Sox fans were concerned that they were stealing we they were stealing money out of their pockets to to, to fund Liverpool and vice versa. And now they've gone and bought like the, the penguins or or whatever, and they've got the the NASCAR team. They're looking for value everywhere, and there's going to come a point where they can't probably add more value to Liverpool, and, then and that's the point when they sell. They're going to walk away with four billion quid, give or take. Was it two seventy, two seventy five? The bought for Chelsea's just gone for three on a really sort of this has to get done deadline fire sale. Fire sale yeah, exactly. So when when Liverpool owners sell, it's going to be four billion quid they're walking away with. That's yeah. where their money comes from. Yeah. It's in their best interest to keep Liverpool doing well as as shit as that sounds because they're going to walk away with an extra billion quid if they continue to do that. Yeah. There's going to come a point where they're going to struggle to find that value. What they're doing right now, I've got the contract stuff in front of me, is absolutely superb. We we mentioned this when Virgil Van Dijk and everyone signed their contracts. They've left Salah till last. You put Salah first on the contract renewal, and everybody goes, "Well, I want close to that figure." They didn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. They, they, they sorted everybody else out, and they've now got Bobby Firmino with a year left, thirty years old, right? You got Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, twenty-eight years old, with a year left. Uh, Naby Keita, twenty-seven years old, with a year left. Nat Phillips, Adrian Milner, Ojo, Reese Williams, all on a year left. Thiago Gomez and Matip on twenty twenty-four deals, as as this website says it. So these aren't first-team players for the most part. Naby Keita's uh, one of those where you're wondering, how's it going to go, to be honest with you? But everybody else there, if you told me that they're all going to leave at some point, yeah. you're not thinking, oh, they need to they need to wrap that up. Naby's they, the last lad you could, re- you could reasonably expect to start the, the first game of the yeah. season. And that's, and that's that, yeah. isn't it? You know anyway. what I mean? So when you look at the length of contract of, of teams left, 2025 is a big year, or 2024 in terms of renewals, maybe earlier, maybe next season, something like that, because you've got your Trents, you've got your Virgil van Dijk and stuff like that. But they've bought themselves a year there right now where they can sort that out. They're going to have a look at Canate and, and you know, he's going to obviously at some point probably going to get a new contract because that's the way they've done it. They've tied them down before the end of the contract to keep that money figure low. They haven't let most of the lads, when they've come into the club, they've done Virgil van Dijk again before his contract ever gets any... Mo Salah was done after the year. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Mo Salah, the ones that they realise, shit, we're going to need to pay him 350 grand a year. They sorted that out three years ago. And we're like, well, let's not wait. Let's pay him more now while we can afford it over the term of his contract. And add more time. I'm on. If they hadn't done to, the Salah one early, and the, he'd have been out of contract now. Yeah, they got him done after a year. Didn't and he would have been on. And Virgil, particularly the timing of his contract, you know, it coming back. Coming back, all the goodwill that you've got. They did the same with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. You also, if you tie up Mo Salah at the middle of last season, he's probably on more money than at the end, yeah. to be quite honest yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's all about timing. Yeah. They did the, uh, Joe Gomez, I think, they did the same, didn't he, when he was injured yeah. as Oxlade-Chamberlain? Oxlade got another year because he basically said, you know, we've robbed you a year, there's another year. So they, they, they know what to do, and they're not talking... Like, I, I get that there's a, some frustration with them at times, and most of it to me, I, the transfer stuff doesn't bother me really. A lot of it to do is some of the other shit, shitty decisions they've made, but they have, at least they've listened and backtracked on some of them, or a lot of them. But I think anyone who questions Liverpool's transfer policies, bananas, really. Yeah. I would like Liverpool to sign a midfielder. 
the, hist- the hysterical nature of, well, we're knackered if we don't sign in the field. They're like, we're going to be fucked and we'll never win anything. It's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. And it, it, in so much as well, it was one of the things that came up in the we chat with Cyber and Deshaun Expert Insight. We're going to have a big old chunk of that coming up shortly. Um, but he talked about, like, it's the other clubs. We chatted a bit about them last week. But, like, I think he said, I, I, I might be inaccurate on this, but, like, no club makes more than, like, an eight-point leap season on season. Really? More or less, and there's obvious exceptions. Liverpool the season before last to, to last season because that was just bouncing back to our, our level. But like that's the thing. If nothing else, Liverpool are unless something catastrophic happens to Liverpool, they're still going to be in a fight with Manchester City in the for the for the top places. It, they're not. They've still not got pressure from underneath. Is 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 the kind of point on that? And you're right. They're just. Sound the set, they're very well run. There's lots of other things happening, and we get to talk. We're allowed to talk about things like the training center. Well, you know, Liverpool, all the little marginal gains have all added up in a massive way last season because they went, they just bit the bullet and jumped into the training center. They had to delay it because of COVID, and they went, fuck it, we just need to get in there. <clears throat> and there's no it was mentioned to me as well that there will have been like soft tissue injuries because they had to bed the pitches in. And they hadn't done that properly because they just jumped in in the middle of a the season. They've taken the hit, but now you've got like the health and fitness, all the nutrition, everything about Liverpool. It's world class. Yeah, it's exactly. world class. And, and you know, we're not let's not forget the fact that they've, they've they will have done two sides of the stadium as well. Yeah, you know that, and that's a big undertaking, isn't it? You know, Anfield Road hopefully open for the start of this season, of course. Next season. Next season. Sorry, next season. Main road, uh, main stand already open. But what I love about it is players want to go to Kirby. Players want to, because we think of them playing at Liverpool as Anfield. Four days a week, they're at Kirby. Yeah. It's the facilities. That, that's where they live. That's where they, that's where they, that's the bread and butter of it, isn't it? And if you've got somewhere where you want to go to with the absolute best equipment, you're already ahead of the pack. Well, it's funny because you think about it from our perspective. It's like, it's like, it's like saying that Anfield is where we work. Or the away grounds is where we work, and it's like it genuinely isn't. That's somewhere you go to do your do a, a one element of your job, and I know it, it's the most important, and that's the one that gets the biggest numbers and all that kind of stuff. But like this is where you work. This is where the this is where your day, your day to day is done. And I've been I've been inside that place a couple of times now, and been able increasingly to have a little bit of a nose around. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's ridiculous. It is just the. It's so good. It's such a great place to be. It's so well thought out the social areas and the food and, and, and the training the facilities for the people who want to be incredible athletes you've got a place that's set up for that and I, I know it's lovely it's but it's so quaint by comparison it's like it's very historic and it's and it's lovely it's got a real sense of place when you go there but it is like it's like going to a school to, to train you know what I mean it's like going to a school gym compared to going as you said a world class training centre also like there's very little Liverpool could do to just blow Manchester City out the water anyway. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, there's a very few things Liverpool could really do that makes them just... Well, we're nailed on to win the league now. That's hard. And it's the same for Manchester City. They've signed probably the best striker in the world, or one of them. And I don't think anyone thinks, well, they're winning the league by 20 points. You know what I mean? Liverpool are going to be on their coattails still. Yeah. Like, it, I, I think that's the, that's the difficulty. The best... I know that's going to be hard to get, wrap your head around times. Like, the best we can do is just be in the shout there's nothing really I don't think we can do that goes right you are nailed on going to win the league now no. with Manchester United they signed Robin Van Persie and won the league the second they and signed everyone knew it the second they signed like, well, well they've just signed him off him and they're, they're going to win the league and now. it's the proof of that is 
Chelsea signed Romelu Lukaku and everyone thought it was the same thing. Yeah. But it wasn't because now you need to be perfect in all aspects of football. Your, your ownership, your infrastructure, the support, again, the health, fitness, the nutrition, all of those things. And then what it boils down to is the tactics and the fellas on the pitch who go and do, who go and do the And we business. just sign the best one up. You've, you've, and I think it's also worth mentioning, and I know you mentioned, I don't want to repeat too much, but like, again, it's got touch wood when I say this, but like, he's a, he's a freak athlete he plays all the time yeah. if you're going to give your money to someone give it to one who can play three games a week will you know run his ass off he'll do the press he'll score goals he'll make assists he's he's everything like he's, he's the machine I thought Virgil van Dijk was made in a lab to be a centre half like you couldn't get better Mohamed Salah is pretty much that as, as a wide forward he's got everything that's who you pay you Liverpool have fell down the past where like highest earners were lads who couldn't get on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Daniel Sturridge was a decent wage. Adam Lam was on good money, and they were always injured. They were giving lads the wages that like they like, ends, like, yeah, yeah, like, they, should, they should deserve for who they are and their status. And yeah. we're still doing that. Just, you know, still the best players deserve the best wages. But it's now it's backed by so much data. Yeah. It's ridiculous, which is actually quite an interesting uh, and, and nice the time segue into what we're doing next. Um, we have got a, a wonderful, wonderful show with Simon Brundish on Redmen Plus, where he talks about like the the, the conditioning, the, the the health and fitness, and the sports science behind Liverpool squads and how the butter players and the riggers they have to go through, and some di- dive deep dives into how players performed and how they changed last season and what's going to be required in the coming season and the extra challenges of the World Cup year. Uh, we've got a big old segment of that coming up. Then we will return. We'll be doing some of the comments and super chats that have come through. And um, we're going to have a, a good old laugh at Manchester United's expense. Uh, so check this out now. Speaking of that, I guess it kind of leads us into what's to come this season, really. And I wouldn't expect you to have an answer in a season that's just been invented by FIFA. Um, let's play a World Cup in November and December, Simon. Um, let's play an entire half of a season in less time than ever before. Let's get all the Champions League games done um, before mid-November. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, first and foremost, it's insane, isn't it? But what does that? Absolutely bonkers. Yeah, but what does that look like? You know, now you know what. What? How? How does that change the approach in pre-season? And just to speculate, from my the only way I'd look at it is, do you set the lads up as though it's a straight burn till November, and then you got, and then maybe you got you do another preseason in that period, or is it you? I, I, I you know, you okay? Because some lads are just going to be playing World Cup games as well. Yeah, I don't think we we actually. I think we're quite fortunate. We don't have a lot of World Cup players, um, and so I'm guessing that this might play into Klopp's hands undoing the stuff that we talked about earlier about him him coming here and not having a winter break because now he's got a winter break yeah so he actually him and and Corny they know how to prepare for a double a, a, a two-pronged season but they've never played nobody has ever played the volume of games before Christmas that that uh, we've got this time so on top of the World Cup we've got international breaks. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. ab- absolute, absolute madness. Yeah. And um, so if we look quickly uh, while I ramble, we look at the the um, how a game week looks, right? So you have match day, match day plus one, match day plus two, match day plus three. And plus one is um, an active recovery day. Plus two is usually a totally recovered day, a passive recovery day where you just stretch. You basically 
do very, very little. You might have some kind of uh, walkthrough breakdown of, of game footage. Game day plus three is where you start to do actual training. Yeah. Because the on the fourth day after a game is actually when a human has recovered. So on on all of the all of the testing of, of footballers over the years, the central nervous system has fully recovered on the fourth day after a game, right? We don't get that very often. So I call that full rest day. And um, between the 27th of August and the 11th of December, which is 77 days, there's not one single game day plus four. There's not one single fully recovered day when and football clubs train, actively train in the way that you expect football teams to train. If you showed up at a training ground and you see lads um, like competing and sprinting and maybe even 11 on 11, that only happens on game day plus four. Never happens on game day plus three. Yeah. Right. That doesn't occur once in 77 days between uh, born. So from the fourth game of the season, and the World Cup, it doesn't happen at all. So it's just game, two days, game, two days, game, two days, game, internationals. So it's madness. So what we have to do now is embed all of the tactical approaches for the season. So we always have some, there's always a nuanced um, uh, change in how, we, how we're going to create for the season. That's going to be done now because he, there is no moment in the season where we can start to do that until after Christmas, which is really weird because we've got a whole ton of extra days. It's like they wedged everything in before the World Cup, and then afterwards they went, ah, fuck it. Like, this, just, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's surreal how few games there are after Christmas. Yeah. Like, like this year when we, when we got through all of the Cups, there was like, oh, we're never going to fit any, but any, there's no, no days to fit games in. There we go. No, oh, pick a week. Pick a week. It's yeah. easy. Yeah. It's, it's so weird why, they, why they've set it up this way. It's for the, your, your, um, your Champions League, I think. <laughs> Um, so anyway, what the consequence of this is there is going to be lots of proactive rotation. My feeling is that he's going he's gonna to have 18 players that get fully rotated. In the first half of the season, you're going to get Robbo, Trent, Virgil, Mo. They're going to be playing 2,000, 2,500 minutes-ish. They're going to be used quite a lot, quite intensively, because they're not at the World Cup. And apart from Trent, obviously, hmm. well, yeah. he's good play. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but you're going to offset that with probably uh, 800 minutes ish from their understudies that wouldn't usually play. They would only get Caribou games, and there's no Caribou. There's one Caribou game before Christmas. Right, the, the last game before they leave for the World Cup. That's when the first Caribou game we get to play. So sign me up. But it's all just real games. So. I hate that goddamn competition, and the, I, I have no interest in the domestic cups at all. Um, but this year, we can actually use them as preseason and and topping up. So you you, you remember when I said about the understudies mm-hmm. um, not being fresh, not being not being primed to to for game time. So if we're using those the, those players, I'm fine as long as our first team don't get any bloody Caribou Cup games. Sign me up for that. Like, yeah. just play our reserves. We've got a significant reserve squad. Play those lads in all the cups. If they win, amazing. But then don't start drip feeding our um, Virgil. Shouldn't be playing in the second round, any round of, of the Caribou Cup. Yeah. But when we start getting drawn against big teams in the third round before the quarterfinal, Klopp last season started dripping in the big players. Ali played. Virgil, Trent, Robbo, um, I think 
Canate played 59% of the season. Um, Jota played 58% of all minutes in the cup. Trent played 55. Robbo played 55. So at the end of the season, they'd, they'd wasted so many... Wasted. We won those cups, so that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's just, just to qualify. What does it cost? Yeah. yeah. How tired were they at the end of the season? Yeah. Because they did that. And, and, and we've got actual understudies for every position on the pitch now. So, so as long as we're smart, we can mitigate their load and they could be fresh. If you were coming into the season then, because obviously that's, that's very much looming on the horizon. It's going to be part and parcel of the preparation. The team, you know, the team will be back in on this week coming. Pre-season will begin jetting around the world again, which is obviously a a thing, but because I, I think Liverpool need to hit the ground running this season. They need to hit the ground running every season when you're playing against Manchester City for for a title. How much do you think, how will Klopp handle that? Because you've got, I mean, Nunes is there. He's a £65 million centre forward. There's obviously other considerations in terms of what he's going to do. He the title winning season we saw I think we saw a little bit less rotation because he just wanted to go he just wanted to trust that the lads he could put out there how how do you think he'll balance that because yeah you can't afford to over integrate or make too many sweeping tactical changes because he'll want to just pick up where the team left off albeit fresher yeah I I also don't want people to. Um forget that Diaz, as exciting as he was, he, so he did the things that the eye test shows. You can see him, right? He runs incessantly, but the way we created change when Diaz was in the team, like Mo got lots of criticism relatively, but his role changed because of how Diaz and then Mane were in the team, Mm -hmm. right? Off the ball, the way we press changed when Diaz is in the team. So he isn't the perfect cog in the system yet. He will still take time. So Darwin will absolutely take time. I don't I don't know whether my feeling is it's unlikely that Klopp will go, um, right, play exactly the same way as you would everybody else. I think they'll try to mitigate the things that he does instead until he's caught up to speed. I think we're probably underestimating Bobby's role in next season. Yeah. That would be my guess. And Bobby's brilliant. He is a lot less brilliant than he used to be. Players get old. That happens. But he allows the team to function in a really comfortable way they all know. Yeah. And and I think there is significant value in that. I think if, if we can try this new evolved way, worst case... We stick Bobby in and everybody just settles back down again into the role that they absolutely autonomously know and they don't have to think about for, for half an hour a game or whatever. And and it works. And it might not solve the tactical problem going on in that game, but it, it, it very much well might. And we're probably going to be more secure with, with Bobby in there and allows the other players to do those things. So I think he would have to be blown away by Darwin. In, in pre-season for him to be starting the season. Klopp doesn't get... He, he's, he's not enamoured with shiny new toys. Hey, there you go. Yeah, if you want to check out the full expert insight with Simon Brundish, um, a bit different from the, the, the tone and vibe of the podcast, but we did have a laugh as well while we were doing it. So if you want to grow your knowledge of a particular field, that's what the expert insight shows. It was a great excerpt of the expert insight. Brilliant. Really good. 
<laughs> really good. Well done. Um, the, uh, yeah, the full thing's on Redman Plus in video and in podcast form. So you want to spell that? Go, you can do... What? You be you, mate. You, Except of the insert. What? Excerpt. Insert of an excerpt of the expert insight. Hmm. Can you spell it? Excerpt. Can you say it three times fast? No. Nope. <laughs> Sad. Uh, we had some super chats come in uh, while we were uh, while we were on the break for that. Uh, Stevie G, who's been a member for six months here on YouTube, that says we're Steve. going to win the league. I I think so too. I think so too. I <laughs> genuinely do. I've just got shock. This, yeah, shock got, off there. Year. Paul and Chris uh, predicting for to win the league for the twelfth year on the bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, yes. Um, and John Lee, David Blackshaw with ten pounds super chat. Hey, Thank you, yeah. what a wonderful guy he is as well. Um, to vote now, don't do that. Uh, you guys and girls are amazing. Redmen TV are the greatest. Have a beer on me, my friends. I have made lifelong friends with the legends. YNWA, yeah, a wonderful um, mention there because yet yeah, uh, John Lee, David Blackshaw is one of our club legend subscribers. He's in the Discord and he came to our live shows as well. Um, really, really brilliant fella. And you can get involved with our wonderful community over there by joining. Uh, and we have got another super chat which I will find uh, momentarily um, Gareth Baird has been a member for 21 months just says I'm so excited for this season come on you Reds um, yeah me too I'm getting more and more for, I'm really wavering because I'm like part of me's going like this time next week we're playing our first preseason game and that's fucking insane um, but at the same time, I keep having like, oh, I'm quite looking forward to seeing who's who, who's going. I'm like, who, who's in the training picks? Who's back? And like, it looks like everyone's going to be back by the time the tour starts as well. Pretty much, how many will play in the game? I don't know, but there's a chance that like we'll have a, a, a good team for that Man United game, which is pretty cool. So I can't wait to see, I just can't wait to see the hysteria around like Salah and like I, I remember doing the Henderson book and going through um, propaganda's old photos of the, of the last time we did we did that that tour and seeing like the hysteria for Hendo because he was the captain and all that kind of stuff. Like just boss, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it and we all should be, but it is a bit too soon for the footy to be coming back, to be fair. Um, Flying out to uh, Far East, are we? Mm, yeah, can't wait. Just you in it. Yeah. Yeah, not me again. Well, it, what, well, <laughs> I'll be here. What's on the plans? Genuinely, plan? though. What's on the plans? Yeah, well, yeah, well, but I'll himself. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> then Joe rooted the fucker out of here. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah. Can't wait. Let's talk Man United because actually, was it? I'm on a, what the, the slight downside, I'm on a 12 hour flight with the Stratford Paddock lads, um, which could be worse. I quite I like Adam McCullough. Um, which is sad. I don't really know too many of the other ones, like so. But we find, and hopefully, I won't be sat near them. But it is good that Man United are shite because I'm more like because like Adams in a really down place about his football club. All the ones I do that last fan standing show with, but Lee judges in decent headspace because Arsenal are quite on, on a bit of an upturn generally in happiness, aren't they? But like Chelsea is screwed and 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 Man United is screwed. So it's been good fun. Anyway, let's talk about how crap Man United are. Cristiano Ronaldo, Chris. Yeah. Um, second day running at time recording that he's not turned up for training. It's about, at, at this point, I think it's an authorised absence. For, they've called it fam, family reasons. Yeah, and I, look, I don't want to laugh too hard in case it's something really bad and you come across looking really callous and crass or whatever, but um, it's not regardless. And, it, um, and hopefully he laments this, you know, in that it's... Because he'll know it's not a good look. It's either not a good look on purpose... Or he'll sat there be raging because it makes him look worse. But there's a chance that nobody wants to buy Cristiano Ronaldo. 
and their greatest ever footballer, who's on 500 grand a week and has stated his intent to want to play at a higher level than his football club can offer him, is going to be stuck at that football club playing Europa League football and challenging for between fifth and eighth in the league next I think for what he's done in his career, he deserves better than Manchester United right now. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And he feels that way. He probably does. Certainly. He's that, I, mean, I remember when Fernando Torres wanted to leave the pool and it was cause... <laughs> They basically said to him, it's going to take two or three years to fix this. And he was like, well, I'm in my peak years now. Yeah. Ronaldo's at the other end of the spectrum. He was like, well, I don't want two or three years because I want to win now. Like, Obviously, he went to Man United thinking, I'm going to the second place team in England. We're going to, we're signing Varane, we're signing Sancho, we're on the move. And he'll be thinking, I'm the Champions missing, League, I'm the I can piece. score goals that even if we're crap, I can score goals that could win us a Champions League. And he, he scored really late winners in Europe to help them out in, in certain situations they were just so crap that even he couldn't do it and I think he's walked in there and I, and I, I know Ross said this line like, like when Benitez got to Everton and realised it was when you when you get in there you realise how bad it was and he's he's sussed that he's gone I don't, Eric Tenard could be the next I don't know the greatest manager of all time he's still going to need time to fix this I'm like 37, 38 I haven't got time like I'm not even playing in my competition like the Champions League is his thing like when you talk about Messi and Ronaldo, and you always compare the two, the one that Ronaldo's got is the Champions Leagues. You know, he's, he's got that. He's got the, the more success in that competition, Leo Messi, and he's not even playing in it. And when he went to Man United, when he was second in the league, and looking at who he'd signed and the squad, he's probably thought, "I'm actually the missing piece." At least worst case is I'll be playing European Champions League footy for the next couple of years, and it, without realizing how much of an absolute disaster that place was. I think, I think he's looking at it as well from a footballing standpoint and going, I know what Ajax played like and I know that 11 men have got to chase the ball around the pitch. So I don't think I'm going to get away with being the goal scorer and not having too much involvement in the rest of it because Ten Hag won't stand for that. And that's a good thing from Ten Hag, to be honest with you. You know, I'm not being facetious or anything now. Like, Ronaldo is a goal scorer and that is who he is at this stage of his career. And he needs to find a team that is going to allow him to just be a goal scorer. Yeah. United isn't going to be that. So is he going to sit on the bench for Europa League sides? What does that do to brand CR7? Yeah, and this is... This this is his issue, and and that's why I think he's gone into in wrestling parlance. He's gone into business for himself here. Is he's effectively just reminded the world that he's bigger than Manchester United in what he's doing here? Because and a part of me was like, well, maybe Ten Hag's had a little wear with him and gone and gone. I I'm, I'll be honest, mate. I really need you. If you're gonna stay, I need you to be this. Can you be that? On be honest with me. And Ronaldo's gone. No, mate. And he's gone. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Get yourself out, but Ronaldo's done it in the most Ronaldo way possible. He's protected brand Ronaldo by it's not I'm not good enough for Man United because he can't say that. He can't say I'm not good enough to play it because it's they're playing they're Europa League. They're a they're a Europa League team, I and think... and he's got a, he's but in doing that, he's just taken yet more tarnish off, uh, you know, or, or, or tarnished even further the reputation. But the flip side is like. They don't want to sell him, so it can't be that. Like, there's not. They they say no, he's not for sale. If Ten Hag wants them gone, you would like to. Th- I mean, I might be wrong because again, shit show. But like, he, he he would have surely would have communicated that a long yeah, time but they, ago. But what do they do? They say yeah, he's defo for sale. Everyone knows he's for sale. What they say yeah, he is. What happens? What, yeah, what, how does that benefit yeah, Manchester United? That's, that's true, but I think. If they want to protect themselves, I suppose he could go right. The manager's decided. But no one's, is anyone smart enough at that football yeah, club to think of yeah. how much yeah, I mean, to protect you're themselves? You're just doing his transfer fee in. Yeah. If you decide that he, we need rid of him. 
You'd leak out. Someone can have them for 80 million. You'd, you'd, you'd find ways to do it. There's like Jude Bellingham isn't for sale, but oh, by the way, if someone bids 100 million pounds, it might be for sale. There's ways to do it. I think that the, the, the parent question is like where he goes. Is that like Napoli wanted them? But like, is he is he going to take Napoli to the Champions League final? Maybe who knows? Like, but that, they're in it. At least that's a start. Like, he's got more chance than he would have if he went to United. If he stays at United, but Chelsea were interested. Apparently, there was yeah. talks about well, Chelsea. That's the only one that seems that to would have make any legs. I think, and I think that would make sense. I think Thomas Tuchel wouldn't mind having a striker who just stands there a little bit, to be honest, and can run in behind a bit. He doesn't really want them to press all over the pitch. Kai Havertz doesn't really do that role. Lukaku didn't when he. So I think Chelsea would make yeah, sense. But that also, the Lukaku thing's not quite not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. example are you trying to make by reference to Yeah, he bought him. So did he? Yeah. yeah, that's a good point again. Yeah, true. But like, that's the only one I can think of that would really make sense. They're not going to sell to Manchester City, and they, they won't buy him now. Anyway, they just got Haaland, and they did want him. It's hard to find somewhere really. Paris have said they don't want him. Real Madrid makes sense, but then like, why do they need them when they, you know, Karen Benzema is doing all kinds of them? They don't need him. So, actually, finding a place where he lands, who are the profile of club he would want, he wants to go somewhere where he can win the Champions League. And he wants half a million quid a week. But, uh, yeah. So who, there's who? three clubs in the world, and they're not interested. Well, he's at one. You've mm-hmm. got Manchester City, and you've got PSG. Yeah. That's that. If, if, that's, if, that's if that's the Venn diagram, yeah. Who can afford him? Where is he going to play? And are they, are they willing? To, can they win the European Cup? That's a very small club. There's, there's no one. Probably, in, there's no one in the middle. There's probably well, there's Real Madrid's probably are the only ones who and yeah. uh, that's it. Real PSG don't want probably just aren't interested whatsoever. I said this on the on the summer transfer show on Monday. PSG just needs to do football a favour and find but, a way to buy him. To be fair, actually, you know what? Chelsea might be in that mix. Yeah, Chelsea might. But be we don't know anymore, do we? That's the thing about Chelsea. It's a, it's a new, it's a new Chelsea. Yeah. It's, a, it's what, a fair what, point. What, yeah, there's not many. There's a stopgap one year thing. They probably could because there's, there's, I guess, there's residual. Still, Chelsea still make the money that Chelsea make, and there probably is. I, I, I just don't even know if they're are they financed. You know, what's their? But what's yeah, their they, they, listen, like? they're European Cup winners two years ago. They were quarter finalists twenty recently. So they, and and they've got the money. We think. Who knows really? But yeah. They, they, They've got no centre-halves as well. But then would United want to be selling him to Chelsea? That's a bad look for them. PR, I mean, again, PR-wise, they're a disaster. But it's just that thing of, Ronaldo, it was bad enough last season when you had um, Andros Townsend doing Ronaldo celebrations and taking the piss out of him and he's slapping Evertonian kids' phones out their hands because they're, 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 they're getting filming him with his cut legs and, and, and everyone's just, the cameras are constantly looking at him going, ah, look, United are shit, let's see how Ronaldo reacted to it. Um, he's going to have to live in that glare 10 times more now because imagine he's... Imagine he has to stay. They'll literally have a camera on the bench. Yeah. And they'll probably put out a Zidane style film of it. I would I'd love that. Yeah. I, I was Portrait thinking of misery. I, I was thinking like on him, like he's he's very divisive among the Man United fan base. And what I say, I don't really care too much, but like yeah, bits and bob. Like some are going, Well, without him, we'd have been relegated. And some are actually going, No, you wouldn't, because Marcus Rashford might not have fell off a cliff in terms of his form. Like we might have got more out of Sancho. Loads of the There's, wonderful, improvable yeah, football uh, arguments. Yeah. And we don't know. Like both are true, perhaps. Like Ronaldo scored lots of goals for Man United. He scored double figures, twenty odd goals. Really good goal scoring season. But like, what did that take away from Man United? The team we'll never really know. Um, it's a fine battle to, to sell your top striker, which is what he is. The, is he the best player? Probably. Uh, and doing it, and doing it. It's almost like you know. It's like chopping the head off a rose because it grows again better. Like they might have to do that. 
you, but I, I don't know where he goes. That was a beautiful analogy. Was it? Oh, thanks, but I... Never saw you as a gardener. <laughs> I'm not. you nailed it. Yeah, thanks. Um, but who gets... Who, who's, who's buying him? Well, That's again, a really hard... He's, he must have... But then, for him to do this, Paul, he must know someone wants him. You don't just... You don't put it out in the public, I want to leave. He's an elder, though. He, he, just he, 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 he believes that everyone wants him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I, I would... Okay, I'm, no, I, maybe maybe right. I'm giving it, you too much credit. I'm sure short, his agents yeah. will have gone, yeah. But then again, the thing is, he's at that stage. He's at the stage where his agents going, hey, Chrissy, baby, you're beautiful. Everybody will want her. Everybody will want you. You're Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, and he'll go, yeah, yeah, of course I am. I'm is Cristiano it, is Ronaldo. It, is his agent like a mafia boss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 They've destroyed Marcus Rashford, completely destroyed him. Don't even want to get into the, the stuff that's going on with Greenwood at the moment. So obviously, that's just that's kind of going, that, yeah, that's just that's just that's just ongoing. That's another shitstorm that's bubbling away under 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 Man United. Which you're right, it's not Man United's fault in any way, but it's a thing that's there. They give the goalie three hundred eighty grand a week. He fell out with Cavani and and, and get on, and let him go. Who? Like at this point, and I know, and this is the problem. Cavani's boss, and I know they've had obviously had issues around him, but there could be a point where they're like they could have done with not burning that bridge. And I wonder whether they would have have significantly burnt that bridge if they know Ronaldo was going. Yeah, I saw the comments. And the the big, the the biggest problem, as I see it, for Manchester United is that the manager doesn't trust the people who were lined up to sort the transfers out Mm. because he's come in there. He's gotten rid of the lad who was supposed to be the consultant who was taking it over straight away. And had a conversation. And, lads he knows. and he's gone to the lads that have played for him. Yep. Because he's looking at it and there's absolutely no trust there. This has got... It feels a bit Brendan Rodgersy, doesn't it? In that regard of like... And whether this is because he's, it's, it's ego and he wants the power and he doesn't want... And like Moyes had this. You walk into Manchester United and it can, probably can be a bit overawing. And the, the, the looming spectre of Alex Ferguson, they won't let him go. Some point, I said this before, someone needs to do to him what Liverpool did to Shankly and just say, stop coming to games, mate. Stop coming to games until we're good. Because... It's it's embarrassing. I mean, God, how much money did we make on that Alex Ferguson face at the Man United game? You know what I mean? I was going to say, keep him there, please. There's no, no, we the, should. There's more t shirts to make. No, no, but we should. But that's what I mean. I'm talking from the Man United yeah, yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it adds more pressure than you could possibly imagine when you're walking into that job. So managers will double down on themselves because they'll gamble on themselves instead of trusting. Well, if you're going to die by the sword, die by your own. Exactly. And that's been the difference between what Jürgen did. Jürgen come in and went, right, cool, I'll, I'll put my trust into it. And he's grown the trust that's in the people I, around but, him. And you've got, it's got to be a holistic approach if you well, want to I, I, That's where I think around. Ten Hag might be doing the right thing. Because if he doesn't trust them now, at least he can trust the players that he's targeting. But, it's just that he can't get the players yeah. that he's targeting because the money's all over the show. Also, he's I mean, got lads there on half a million pounds a week who he doesn't yeah. want to play yeah. in the side. Yeah. And, and it's a that's massive, it. massive fucking job. But you created the, you, the problem with it when it goes wrong A you don't know if the players are good enough because he's got no he's not experienced enough to know if those players are good enough to succeed in England and this he's is where good enough to, what he does know though is that they can succeed in the Champions League to a point Right, and yeah. he's now gone from a Champions League side to Europa yeah. League side. Now, albeit one with huge sway in world football, but that sway's waning, yeah. and it has waned. Oh, like the fact that Frankie De Jong at the moment, where is he? It looks like it's still up in the air. He's not getting his number one target as a Manchester United Ripping fan. Getting onto the new camp walls. You are, you are absolutely human. Uh, uh, Barcelona are miles away from Real Madrid, and yet he's deciding to stay there. 
And because he realised that Manchester United are even further away from challenging for the Premier League. I think it's what what's telling is that the, he's, he's been allowed to do this. Like that shows you going back to earlier. What's the plan? You said before, what's the plan? Because if the plan is let a manager come in and he gets to everyone's. And again, I saw I saw I can't remember. I apologise on Twitter. Someone like. The fact that he's doing this shows like my eyes are shit. And a lot of fans are like, well, we have to back the manager. You have to back the manager. Well, actually, you don't. Really, you should back the club and the system in place. Jürgen didn't get everyone Jürgen wanted. If Jürgen got everyone Jürgen wanted, we wouldn't have Mohamed Salah. We'd have, we might have Goethe. You know, we, we might have... Uh, who's the other lad that Brand. went... Brand. The lad who went to PSG. Uh, yep. Who's, oh, I forgot his name. Yeah, but you're You know, like, these... We'd have had them. Not, not really annoying because I know it's in the tip of my tongue, Carrie. Draxler. 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 We, like, we've them. So you don't want to get your ones. You actually know this because for, for Liverpool, the football club, and this is, you should be able to take yeah. your manager out and your transfers. And this, don't is really the point, this is the point I'm making on that, is and that's why it's Rodgersy. Is that he, he he does, he's never managed in the Premier League, so he doesn't know how good a player has to be truly to play in the Premier League. And Rodgers had Rodgers done a season, but he was still going at Swan, at Swansea levels, and he felt he thought he could make that make that step up. Hodgson did the same, didn't he as well? Yeah, <laughs> and and because so it's all, it's all all the same to me. I know what good looks like in my head, but that might not be of the standard. But it leads into your point. This, which I think the point was made on Twitter, is if it goes wrong. For a start, you've got a bunch of players that have been bought specifically by a manager for that manager, and they're going to be left with another manager coming in. Who and then what does he do? You've got you've got three players or four players who are specifically ten hogs. That's what Everton that, and that's why Everton went wrong. Everton, had them, Everton United have done this three times now. By yeah, the way, yeah. like, you know what I mean. This is yeah, this is not new. On your book. It's a, it's why Frank Lampard walks in and he's got. <laughs> Squad that is Marco Silva's, Carlo Ancelotti's, Sam Allardyce's. Uh, yeah, but yes, yeah, like the Tink was allowed to sign, like madness. Like, and he walked in and was like, What is this? And they're kind of doing the same again, they're giving him as players. There's no structure in place. Pep Guardiola could leave Manchester City, and Manchester City would sign the same type of players. Whether they could get them is a different matter because he's a big draw. I think if Jagan left Liverpool, we'll still have the structure in place where they go for the same type of players. The only ones who have had any relative success without doing it is kind of Chelsea, who have just Threw money at him back to it's a shit. It is a shit. Chelsea have been what Chelsea have done smartly always is just bought boss players yeah. and really you know not and and players you can do a bit. I've got here's, a, bit, a little bit lads, of Here's these lads. You figure them out, and if you can't figure them out, we'll just Chelsea you. know what a player looks like who's good enough to play in the Premier yeah. League. And, we, and if it doesn't work, he'll just have to manage it. And, and to be fair, they've had. Um, Gravenskaya Grav, Grav, or whatever her name it, it was. And Petr Cech was involved a little bit as well, wasn't he? So yeah, you're right. Uh, but the, but their situation's different. They buy the players and say to the manager, "Here's all these boss lads. Make them win. And if you can't make them win, we'll sack you, and we'll get someone else." Man United are going to do it, and they go into the manager. Right, Mister Ten Hag, you're the new lord and saviour because we had this with Alex Ferguson, and we know if we back the manager 100, percent he wins. Who do you want? He's gone. Okay, Frankie De Jong, Anthony. Just lads, you know. Okay, ah, okay, Sam's gone by them. If he's a crap manager. If he's crap, and there's no fail safe that he's not, they've gone about it the wrong way. Because you're right, he, he goes and then you left, and then that. Can I, Pochettino this, is where I, this is where I disagree on that. I think they wanted to do it this time. They bought, like, had Ralph Ranicks lined up to do that, and they've not got the uh, testicular fortitude to stand up for themselves. Exactly that. They've and That's the problem. It's not, it's not, I don't think, I'm, and I, I agree with you, but my point is. They thought we've put it in place. You've got to trust, and the manager's come in and gone. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Back me instead, and they've gone. 
okay. We well, did that, yeah. and we did the managers we got too much power. Yeah, Rodgers got rid of everything. That's what I'm saying. It feels like it feels like they're now in the in the their Rodgers era. Like they've gone through their Ollie was their Evans era or whatever. They could really they could probably do with a with a a Julie or whatever they could do but the problem is they, I don't think they realise how far they've fallen it was our joke about like you know seeing how fat you're getting when you look at yourself in the mirror every day it's that it's that thing of I don't think they recognise it internally we're, we're shit here we're really shit they they always believe that they're one one signing away from we'll be, we'll be right back to recognising this aren't we 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 understand this. We've been there. We've we've lived through all of that. Your conversation with the house and that while ago, wasn't it? When he said you, you're not seeing it, we've seen it, we've seen it, we've seen it, and they don't get it. And it's hard to admit your faults and sometimes start fact, again. Joe, sorry, I told you not to. We still got the clip. Yeah. Go on, play it for us. Otherwise, cool. but it's how you've reacted to losing Ferguson, which I almost feel sorry for you because you can't see it yet. And I've been through it and I've lived through it. You know, we won the FA Cup and I think it was 1992 against Sunderland. And we thought winning a couple of trophies here there through the 90s was going to be enough to see us get back to league titles. That's what Manchester United aren't going to do under Mourinho. And you don't see it coming. And that's almost why I feel sorry for Man United fans right now. United have had our dip. We had Moyes. We managed to somehow You won a league survive. title since Ferguson. Have you won a league title in colour? No. No, not in not in the Premier League, but right. that's why I'm in a good position to be able to sit here and tell you you can't see it coming because you think a League Cup and a Europa League is enough to get you back to win no, no. winning league titles, and that isn't because Jose Mourinho will never win a league title with Manchester no. United. Just as fresh and relevant today as it, as it was then. Um, of course, Liverpool have won a title since then, but that's the point, isn't it? Is that Chris? You're right there. It's that recognition. I don't. I think, and I think the I think the 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 most insightful of their fans recognise it but the problem is is that there's too, there's so many Man United fans it's impossible to hear the sensible voices in amongst them and there's too many people at that football club and close to that football club whose voices get listened to who don't recognise it it's the fact that when you've got like I'm real fair like the idea of real fair now was touting himself for the director of football job and like Darren Fletcher gets jobs it's a bunch of lads who are like they should be pundits and they should be there going, oh, in my day, this. But they're not. They're going, in my day, this. But they're actually having sway at the footy club. It's h- hilarious. Yeah, well, what they need is a director of football, a proper one. Not like lads who can pretend to be a director of football, you know what I mean? I, I, if I was them, I'd want Paul Scholes involved somewhere because he can see it. Yeah. Now, I don't. that doesn't mean he's the director of football. That means... He's a fucking sounding board for the truth. He's crap. Somebody he's crap. He's crap. He's crap. He's crap. He's crap. Yeah, that's and what he you want. Because yeah. he, he can see it all. He's the only one. Yeah. That can see, and he goes viral because it's the truth. Yeah. Because everyone, he goes viral because everyone outside of Manchester United fans recognise it as the truth. Yeah. And that's the, that's the key. He'd be involved. He'd be my first port of call. Come and tell us who's shit and unfortunately <laughs> there wouldn't be many well, left they need, they need a lack of egos they need two and that's what Liverpool went right because you've got Michael Edwards there he was sat there being cold and analytic and he's got his data department behind him going like this is my belief on this and you've got Jürgen Klopp who's so confident in himself and, and that, he, that he can afford to let go and allow to place trust and actually put his own life in the hands of the people around them. Because, you know, I'm, I mean, over dramatic, but you take the point, is that yeah, a manager, it's, it's, the manager position is so fragile that that's why you do double down on yourself and why you hunker down and you, and you, and you, make, you make all the decisions because you can lose your job 
when some lad decides not to kick a ball properly for you. So you want to have as much control as possible. Jürgen doesn't. Jürgen goes, cool. I've been given the trust of saying, I've got this three, a two-year contract and a three-year contract, and, and then I'm go- we're going to grow it incrementally. Man United try to jump to the to try and fix, yeah, try and fix it now every single yeah. time. And that's because... Because they can't, they're so impatient, and the fans, and again, and the fans get lost in there because they're getting their heads turned by you the You know what it holds them that. back? The money they've got. Yeah. It actually holds them back in yeah. this instance. If they had to go and work towards it, they would be in a much better position because they'd have to get the other stuff right. Yeah. Man United aren't allowed to finish fourth and then finish third and then win a couple of cups and then maybe finish second and then like they have to win now. There's no you haven't got there's no five year plan at Man United. It's a now you win now and that's it's and a that's really a worrying start for. Ten Hag for me, yeah. for them. If you're a Manchester United fan, I'm looking at that going, he's come in and he's basically ripped everything up already. Is he gonna be given the time? Because that's the that's the when you when you come in and it's all on you, it's very easy to sack a manager. When you are working within a, a, a restraint or with the club, you get more time. Michael because- Arteta's the example. Arsenal, Man United will sack Michael Arteta. Because they either been on him and he'd sacked him. Arsenal knew that he was he was limited what he could do, but that was a, a grand plan. And I think we, I think we'd all agree we're starting to see the, the you know the springs of success at Arsenal are, are growing. Yeah. Man United, it's on fire. It doesn't it, someone salted it, set it on fire, dug it up, shit on it. It's it's a, it's a disaster. Both of those clubs are in the same problem though, is that they've neither of them will have the patience to see it through. But I think Arsenal have. I think no, Arsenal. No, I mean, show. They, I mean their fans will. They, you know, because the, the problem is, is that. Spares might just get it right yeah. better, yeah. and a lot of this will but depend on I, what I'm happens right. Chelsea. I, I keep saying when I'm talking about Arsenal and Tottenham for this summer, I'm seeing joined up right, and I'm seeing yeah. you know beautiful cursive sort of calligraphy. United is a fucking kidnapper's letter. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's a fucking joke. It's written in the victim's blood or something. It's just fucking ridiculous. Like, everyone's got a fucking little piece of... Just bullshit. Yeah. Um, I just even news on this sake. Man United are aiming to complete five signings by the end of their pre-season tour. I'm still aiming to bag Mila Kunis, by the way. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. But they'll, they'll, they'll buy, they will buy players. They will eventually. They'll get it done. But where they've... Where they've they forget, they keep forgetting this. Like, they're back at pre-season training. It started. The, the, it's got a minute now, the clock, Paul. He's whipping them into shape. Have you seen all that? Oh, she did. He's back in it. The lads are in at nine. They're wearing at half nine. What a guy, Ten Hag is. Are you having a laugh, lad? Look at his coaching masterpiece. He's asking them to pass the ball. And they were going. Playing a I saw one where they went. He got in at like eight o'clock in the morning before the lads got in at nine. The first day, and he got in at twenty to nine. The second day, I was like, wow, that's a slippery slope. Quarter to the next day, he was a little late because traffic was bad the day after that. He's working from home. He forgot to plug the charge. He right into his phone, so his alarm didn't go off the day after that. So it was half 12 the next day. Tuesday, but, he zoomed. He's in Zoom. They're absolutely fucked. And, and there's no, they're not recovering anytime soon from it. Long and again, they've only got to fight Europa League. And, and again, the league starts in a month. It's a month. And they've not signed anyone yet. And they will have a month, plenty of time to sign the players that you need to sign. But they're not, but even, got they're to, not learning the new system now. They don't know how to play. They don't know <laughs> what the manager wants. We, we're signing players on the Hinklop and letting them, letting them train for half a season before they get but properly they, integrated. The problem they've got, if they want to sign five people, they're spending that much money on Ronaldo and that they're the fucking director of football's on the mega bus going to visit the people, you know what I mean? <laughs> they've got no money left to do anything else. He's paying a quid to get over to Spain or whatever. Ridiculous. Yeah. How far are they from challenging for major honours? They are 
five years. No, they are Manchester City and Liverpool away from challenging for major honours. They are Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp away from challenging for major honours. I said honors. five years. They can't the, win a league managers. title and those until those two leave their football clubs. Yeah, they which, are which a, why I said five because I, don't, I think one of Jurgen or, or Pep or maybe both will be gone in five. They are a bare minimum of three seasons and that's like hyper optimistic in, in, in my eyes. You know, you're talking six transfer windows and they've got to be spot on with them they're, well. they're like they're at the point where Jürgen came in and bear in mind the league wasn't as good there was no Manchester City really there was Manchester City but they were this Manchester City you know we had to tie an overtake we had, they were, that, that was our rival but they weren't this good they weren't the pep they the, the are I would say 10 years behind in terms of transfer strategy mm-hmm they are, I don't know how many years behind in state of stadium and training ground. I, I'm not able to think. The ground is shit all But all, I, all I do know is that Carrington is not Kirby or Manchester City's complex. Mm-hmm. And the grounds are They big. are a world-class manager away. They are, you know, as I mentioned, 10 years behind on transfer strategy. And their team looks to be minimum five years behind. Yep. So... Between five and ten years away from winning the league title. How long have they? When when did they last win the league? Can someone... Twelve, I think. It's been twelve years. No, twenty twelve. I think ten years. I think. Can't tell you. So wh- okay, I can Google that. Um, but could they could they break the thirty years that oh, we, yeah, that we mean, had like, to go through? Do you think they? Cause I don't. Cause I, every look, possibility. They yeah, could. I mean, look, it will. Just because of their financial clout, it was the point that like it's being regurgitated. Gary Neville was the show that you went to, you went to watch where he said like United twenty twelve thirteen yeah you yeah. before United United win the title again before Liverpool and he was just wrong in everything he said ultimately. But his 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 point was right is that just because of the size of them, it will when if the if once somebody finally clicks on and puts the right people in the business. They'll have a better. T- it'll turn around more quickly than it did at Liverpool. I don't think. I don't think they can win the league title under the Glazers. This now. Oh yeah, I forgot all about ownership. I don't now. think they can win the league title under the yeah. Glazers. They're I mean, to, we're we're, we're looking at we're at a point where Arsenal are pretty much halfway to thirty years. They might actually be fifteen, sixteen years. Arsenal, Paul. Hmm. You know that has gone very, very quickly since Arsenal last won a league title. Chelsea will probably stay there or thereabouts. Liverpool right now have put the foundations in place for. A period of time, whether the manager goes or not. Man City, Arsenal, two thousand and four. It was the Invincibles. Yeah, 18, the last time they won the league. Eighteen coming up to nineteen. If they, if they don't win it this year, they'll be nineteen years. I don't think they're going to win the league this year. And also, you got stuff. Chelsea are fucked as well, by the way. They're in the but I still, think, I just and, then they're closer. I, I, and I think Chelsea are okay with chaos. They're a club who's all right yeah. with it. They can, they, they, they I just can win the spike. Organised chaos. I just think we don't know what Chelsea are anymore. They're like uh, that's why I'm not ruling them out. I, I would be shocked if Chelsea just went. There's like Frankenstein. I, I, yeah, man, I'm kind of with Steve. They've got like, a good manager and they've got a good team. If they survive this season, they might be able to build on it. But if, any, if for any reason the wheels come off at some point, we don't know how their owners are going to behave. And they've got not everyone from Tuchel up is gone. But they're and changed. Change. So they, the fucking owner is is acting as director of football. For yeah. fuck's I understand, but like, I think that mental. club, if any club, again, they like they like the chaos and the fans are used to it. We'll do. I tell you what, we'll do, for the next couple of weeks, we'll do. We'll do maybe do Chelsea next week as the as the focus on because I think I think they're a really they're a really interesting one because they are the the biggest unknown of the top teams in the league because yeah. because everything we know about them and we've understood about them may or may not apply anymore. 
because should we do Chelsea next week? Yeah, and that then maybe good. City. Um, so we wanted to. I asked people to to, to suggest, put suggestions for what could possibly be causing Chris to make the face that he's making on the thumbnail. Can, can you do the face? <laughs> Bit smileier, smileier. Kieran Orr says I don't get this one but someone can explain it to me when the missus tells you it's your lucky night and she opens the door to look through a girl <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's the face it's your lucky night and she opens the door what's happening here I don't uh, luxury girl is getting well, a threesome with me and my wife luxury girl's a porn star apparently but she's telling you it's your lucky night yeah, and, and she's then opening she opens the door, the door. Yeah, so your missus goes, you're the and and, and, ah, and, open, and, then, okay, and then invites the third lady. Okay, you're outside the house and she's in the house already. Or she opens the bedroom door and invites the third lady uh, in. This is probably the face that I would do. I might need to stand up for this, so I'll try and get in. Um, so <laughs> It's probably the face. And I'm done. <laughs> See, you. See you know where I'll Grab us a towel on your way past, yeah. <laughs> so, amazing. Um, did you see any more in the comments? Oh, I didn't look. You said before you were... No, whatever. I said to you, would you like to look? And you said, I'll do it. And then you said, <laughs> no, I said, I hadn't looked, and you were looking. Oh, I didn't look. So you'll have to do it next week, sorry. Um, oh, no. Right, so oh. uh, we're going to wrap up. We have got the draft to come. So as mentioned, yeah, Steve versus Chris, head-to-head draft pick, alternating picks for Liverpool players signed from other Premier League clubs. It's going to be brutal. Uh, do join us over on Redmond Plus for that. It's one all between me and Chris. Yeah. In drafts. Oh, yeah, I won. Pod- the, I won the first one. You won the the last one. Basically, Podcast extra as well. By the way, we won't be doing that this week. But last week's one was an absolute gem. <laughs> really um, if you want to know this, if you want to hear us talk about stuff that we couldn't possibly say in public, then go and check out Podcast Extra. Last week was Chris is why you got sack story. It might be the best thing that's ever been. You no, know, I was. I went to. I went to watch World in One City last week with, and Steve Plunker came down with us, and uh, he was like, oh, "Jay Pearson's been telling me this story. It was amazing. I can't wait to listen to it." I was like. I can tell you it, you know, if you want. And then, <laughs> like, I, like I, I'm not just here having a conversation with you, hello, Steve. And then, and then I, I started and I thought, oh, fuck it, just listen to the podcast. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> the best version. So the best version of our best stories all exist on Podcast Extra. Uh, yeah, do go up and check out Redman Plus. We're very, very proud of what we're doing over there. Again, extra content in video and in podcast form. So if you want more of us on the go, you can get it. If you want to be able to sit down and watch more of these type of shows, we've got it covered. But we've also got documentaries, features and interviews. And hopefully, uh, we'll be going on the tour next week. Fingers crossed I get to sort a couple of extra wonderful bits out. We've got a good track record. I'm not going to promise anything. I'm hoping, uh, you know, hopefully. That's how I'll under-promise and hopefully over-deliver. But we'll see. Join Redman Plus. It's boss. Right, sound. Gentlemen, thank you. Pleasure. Thank you so much for joining in at home. You guys are awesome as well. Uh, And the podcast will return next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.